everyone and welcome to episode five of the Sarah Rose podcast. I'm joined by the very fashionable Neve Webb O'Rourke. If you know her, you know her as the girl with the serious fashion buying problem or clothes <laughs> buying problem. <laughs> 100%. I suppose you call her a fashion content creator. Um, she's absolutely fabulous. So Neve, do you want to introduce yourself to the people? Hi Sarah, how are you? <laughs> I can't cope with us now for the next while. A few minutes and we'll be fine. Yeah, we just need to count down. We're very yeah. giddy lads. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so... A little bit about myself, okay. Yeah. I suppose I have a full-time job. I'm a digital marketing uh, manager and a HR manager, but also on the side, then I have my, my fashion blog. Um, I never call myself an influencer because <laughs> I literally, as I said, you can't influence myself to make a decision. So never mind doing that to someone else. Um, basically, I have a shopping problem and it's led to like a, some bit of a career online. Yeah. Don't ask me how. Um, and that's kind of how I am where I am today. Well, actually, so I didn't want to tell you this before we start recording. Oh God! <laughs> but I, I think you were the first ever like person I started following. Oh I remember God. I started following you when I was doing my leaving sir. And I just remember, <laughs> like when we were chatting or whatever, I was like, yeah. we followed each other, and I was like, the guy's like, how do you know Sarah? I was like, I actually don't know how I know her, but I was like, I feel like I do know her. So do I. Like I yeah. actually do feel like, and as well, you were the first competition I ever won. I was buzzing. Oh my god, yeah. that's like seven million years ago. Yeah, I know. I got this Macklin Flyer. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, I was honestly buzzing. There we go. We knew this was going to happen. This was fate. Yeah, really, 100%. To be honest. Like, 100%. Um, so, yeah, we've known each other. Like, I call them like Insta friends. Yeah. I've never really actually hung out with them. No, person, no, no. I feel like I know them very well. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Sure, I think, right. though, like, definitely, like, obviously, I have like best friends or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I have a core group of friends, but I do find, like, I probably. I, I actually get to know people on Instagram probably too much to the fact that if they I saw them in person they'd be like you are such a weirdo like how do you know me so well and I'm like yeah I remember like oh your aunt like I had a party the other day yeah. and I'm like oh Neve you actually can't be saying shit like that like stop I know or you're like oh my god yeah when you went on that holiday back in 2016 yeah I was like you look fab <laughs> that's me and I'm like I actually have to take 400 steps back Neve you don't know this person they probably yeah. know nothing about you like stop no you know? no that's me 100% yeah like or you meet someone and you follow them but they don't know you but like you talk to them like you're your best oh my god yeah (laughs) and I'm sorry persons I never forget things it's literally it's like a good thing and a bad thing like I don't forget things by people at all it's so annoying so like if they did something like from literally 25 years ago I probably still remember and I probably associate now nothing like good or bad but it's just that's I can't remember your name but I'll remember all that stuff oh my god that's bad I'm someone who either will remember in vivid detail or I'll completely forget it happened yeah and I'll forget important things like someone could have like did me dirty and I'll completely forgot what they did to me look that <laughs> might be good I'll remember it for life yeah yeah, yeah. like you did this at this time yeah this place. The, the holding the grudge like yeah, yeah 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 it's like one extreme or the other yeah 100% oh my god but I've always wanted to be that person that remembers everyone's name their mother's name who they're called yeah like. no I'm not that person okay. at all like maybe mm, I have to ask the girls I don't think I <laughs> Though. but i'm like one of my best friend's birthday was in november and i was like yeah are we going out the weekend of the nine she was like you mean the 21st i was like yeah that month that weekend <laughs> i was like i'm oh my god with birthdays i'm the worst the worst or i'll get it wrong by like a day and i'm like i feel so shitty oh like i literally like, have my mom my dad's and my brother's birthdays tattooed down to my arm so i actually yeah. can't get it wrong like <laughs> if, oh, yeah. if i forget like i they seriously like there's something wrong with me you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah no fair enough yeah um but anyways the reason we're coming t- here today what we're talking about lads is so you know neve as the very creative fashion content creator but her story 
begins a long time before that and Neve has touched on um, mental health and her story a little yeah. bit so basically this is Neve's story and this is how she has kind of grown and as a person and developed and has become this really flamboyant and colorful exciting fashion person um so yeah the team in your life really is expression through clothes yeah 100 percent um and that comes from a past of a lot of suppressing yourself yeah um so we're gonna go way back to there and talk about where this people pleasing and suffocation of self began. yeah such proper words here i can't go <laughs> and i was like uh yeah yeah I i'm like where's the dictionary i'll get a few words out i can't go <laughs> right okay so like i suppose okay so i feel like i'm 95 years of age saying this but like say i'm 27 next month so i did my leaving search in 2000 and like i feel like 1997 yeah. but it was actually 2013 so what's that like eight years ago nearly nine years ago yeah and like even back then like social media was kind of just starting like instagram had kind of started but it was yeah. like you could see like mary and four other people liked your photo and yeah. like there was very few people on it or anything like that so like self-expression was very limited it wasn't like a big thing um and i suppose like if you had seen me in school you'd be like this one's gonna become like a doctor or she's the biggest nerd i was like i was that one going around really? with oh my god yeah like oh my god eve i can't fit you yeah like i was such an i went to two secondary schools never had a note home never got in trouble was oh. off for head girl like i was a nerd like i yeah. like I, I wasn't naturally smart or anything like that i'd really work for it yeah my brother was highly intelligent and did absolutely like never had to work for it and then <laughs> yeah. i'd be like breaking my bollocks and i'd be like i got five points do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but um and i suppose like i think back then i say back then as if it's like 1950 but like i know it's only eight years know, ago yeah. but i feel Seems like, like we're pushing on yeah like life. literally <laughs> i went to the dentist uh, this is completely off topic <laughs> but i went to the dentist on monday and she was like yeah your teeth are great for someone nearly turning 30 i was like excuse oh, me i would have died i nearly got and your one was about four years younger than me i was like are you well like i would have gotten sick i nearly did i was like i'm 26 i'm mid-20s i am mid-20s <laughs> like i came home to my parents actually like wet themselves off and i was like this is not okay like, yeah, that's... i wouldn't mind but you're the most young looking person thanks I... and i take pride in it i'm like the night creams and everything oh, we're going on yeah like, i'm like when's the baby botox and everything i'm coming i'm gonna look 12 forever <laughs> But um, yeah, Cheek, yeah, that's so you can tell how traumatized I am when I have to say like, oh yeah, nine years ago or whatever. Yeah. So like, I suppose I always felt like I never really fit in in school or anything like that. Like I was friends with like, I, I hate saying it like, but like the popular group of yeah. girls, whatever. I felt like a misfortune. Like tagged on, they're lovely girls, everything like yeah. that. I'm still great friends you know, to this day. But they were just like they were amazing girls, stunning. Yeah. All worked so hard. So I suppose they were like the eight kind yeah. of group if that makes sense like back then i think even now there's still really very much clicks like in school yeah. and that oh, oh yeah so but i always felt like they just like tag along like a bit of misfortune they're like this creator will stick along with her do you know that kind oh. of way because i had friends i had like yeah. my all my friends are like spread out do you know that yeah. kind of way and so how do i so I, I went to broth school for the first three years i loved it there no one knew who i was because i came from kamaluk and then I went back to Kamaluk Secondary School and like I think that's when I really started like nothing to do with the school or anything like yeah. that I just think my self-awareness became heightened because right. I felt like clicks like really started to form and like you were just at the age like you're 16 17 oh my people God, are, confidence is so fragile so fragile yeah like you and at the time like it's back then like no one wanted like to be like fit in the gym everyone to be like anorexic pain yes 
like or you went to be small and petite like I'm five foot nine like there is nothing small about me like do yeah. you know what I mean and I'm never going to be one of those girls and I just feel like all those things like combined together and I kind of started to lose who I was yes so like and I think as well when you're that age people you're either the sporty girl or you're the smart girl or yeah. you're the musical girl like and you were almost labeled before you even start that you were labeled yeah yeah or even before you got to figure out like what what you wanted to do or anything like that like so I always felt like I yeah I've played sport for years and I was such a tomboy when I played sport and then we were in school musicals and I always felt like because I was under so many different things that I but everyone was being labeled as one person I was like then who am I like kind of a thing like yes if I'm not the sporty girl but I do a bit of sports and I'm not the musical girl but I still sing in the musicals and yes. I was like where does poor old little Eve like fit in you know that kind yeah, of way absolutely. now I have incredible friends don't get me wrong yeah I suppose like my best friends were in like the year below me so like you have that sense of loss as well yeah but yeah it all just combined together and I think when I was doing my leave and start then I decided to take a year out from school before going to college yeah I got my course like and everything like that I just couldn't think of like going to like UL or a university and being like a number like the thoughts would actually made my skin crawl yeah like I'm not getting to know like who your people were around you like you were like number 200 whatever in the business course you know I couldn't thoughts of that couldn't I couldn't I couldn't even face it yeah so I told my parents I was taking a year out and like back then even it was very unknown to like take a year out of school very unknown like me and another lad from my class did it and we were known as the wasters all of a sudden yeah like a lot of teachers like give up on us a little bit like is this say you're throwing your leaving start away and I'm like no I'm not like I always (sighs) it's so annoying like my I remember my um career guy at the time was like oh yeah I was, my thing like when you go for your quiz or whatever it is to find yeah. out where you want to go I was like I want to go to Limerick because I want to live at home and I was like I don't want to like it's not going to be anything in like medical or the health because I have no sympathy is in yeah not no sympathy but like <laughs> yeah like I'm yeah I'm like I'm, I'm, I just get nervous I'm like yeah okay I don't know what I'm supposed to do for you good luck yeah. so yeah. I, they That's were my calling. two yeah. yeah oh it's like the nuns like it's calling yeah. So I was like, those two things have to be criteria. Like, it's not going to be healthcare. Yeah. And it's not going to... Be, it has to be in Limerick. Yeah. And she came back to me with speech and language therapy in Waterford. I was like, honest... Oh, Jesus. Like, honest to God, did yeah. they... Like, of what the hell? When they I ha- just think about it, I laughed yeah. for hours. So I think I just... A combination of all that. And then, like, you have your personal things. Like, my brother struggled hugely with his mental health. And that was through my sixth year, because he was in college like my brother was really bad depression like I don't think he'll have any problem with me talking about this now okay. but like he and he's his own battles and he came out and spoke about all them and like but it was a lot of things we had behind closed doors that no one knew about and yes. I suppose like you've that on top of just being like a 17 18 year old teenage girl just hard anyway yeah and then I suppose I was always a little bit different but I was suppressing it in terms of like I always loved clothes and yeah I always loved to express myself through clothes, but it was always like, if you weren't like wearing your skinny jeans and your Hollister hoodie at the time, you were so different. You couldn't. Like, just for context, for anyone who might be younger, like, I remember that time. And to be different was like social suicide. Oh, like horrendous. Like, it was not, like, I feel now that's very much celebrated. Yeah. In yeah. the way it was when we yeah. were, it was like you're weird. Like if someone said, "Oh, geez, you look very different," that's the biggest insult. You yeah, like I was like, "That's it. I'm quitting. I'm yeah. not going back to that school. I'm done." Like, like yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it was very. I just bad. feel it was like very life was very clicky. You were almost put into a like I don't know, like a, a role, and if you stepped outside your role, you were, weird. You were like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Absolutely. like say take even out. Yeah, I was a smart girl. I worked my ass off, and I, I like to think I'm quite intelligent. But then 
if you're an intelligent person you shouldn't have like tattoos or piercings yeah. or anything like that like why can't what you be both say about you? yeah yeah i actually remember i met someone from school a few years after he left or whatever and i have like i have a few small tiny tattoos or whatever and he saw them on my arm and he was like neve webb has tattoos i was like it doesn't like oh yeah i was like what am i yeah like i was like what it doesn't make any difference to who i am but like yeah i think all those things back in school like really i was like at the time i was in relationship but nothing like that not against anything to do with person but what i'm trying to say is like i felt like you become someone's someone yeah and that was like another like cross on my belt whatever it was a role for you to play or like yeah 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 and then so it was like another thing to take away from me being me yeah and i suppose then i took my year out uh my parents are so supportive like honestly i'm the luckiest person in the world my parents like mom and dad have always been like if you and your brother are sweeping the road i don't care like as long as you're happy they're like it's so much more important to like have ye rather than to have you as like a doctor or anything big like that and putting yourself under pressure so i'm very fortunate that way so like then when it came to like social media and stuff I took a year out and I actually was working in River Island in the Crescent at the time so I obviously was shopping all the time yeah like I did night courses while I was taking my year out um because I still didn't want to like leave education completely because yeah. I feel like I'd never have gone back into it then absolutely yeah so I was working in River Island like I was coming home with bags every day dad was like where are you going with bags <laughs> I was like oh my, I, 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 I don't know <laughs> so then I started Instagram started yeah. at this time and I just started putting up pictures of what I was wearing to work because no I was so young no one knew me inside there yeah and I just felt like why not yeah kind of Instagram was a funny place back then you could kind of post anything you could put up a picture of a toenail nearly and people wouldn't care like no like literally it was a funny funny place it was what it was supposed to be though it was like instant posting there was no like theme or no it wasn't thought about you put up things you loved and you liked and that's what was the beauty of it you know what I mean it wasn't strategically planned it wasn't it wasn't about creating an income no it wasn't it was just for like it was a hobby for people yeah. to express like a platform for them to express what they love yeah i, I remember i like putting pictures up of, like the birthday cards I used yeah to get, like, random and shit. that but that's i think that was on instagram was at its prime to I be know. honest i know yeah yeah so that's when it kind of started i remember i put us out put on pictures of my outfits people just started to ask like people more people were joining instagram yeah they were asking like about different things and then i grew a little bit of a following and then i remember pretty little thing at the time had just started yeah um i actually remember it so clearly because sarah ashcroft had just started as well in the uk yeah it's a big difference between myself and sarah ashcroft <laughs> she's like 1.2 million followers anyways, do you know what i mean yeah. but um yeah pretty little thing reached out to me and we're like i actually remember it so clearly it was near christmas i was sitting in my sit my good sitting room which enjoy everyone in yeah, irish has oh, like yeah. a good sitting Quite room but it's just the other sitting room yeah sitting room and i was on my laptop and it came up like pretty little thing want to read i was like oh, sorry what oh my god and that was kind of the start but then like i was like oh god there's really something you can do with it here yeah so i kind of ran with it for a few years and then you were definitely massively ahead of the curve with that like so ahead of the curve i think i was just like oh i stayed start when like it wasn't it wasn't a thing yeah that's what i'm saying i think you were one of the first influencers i ever followed I like know. that was just around the time that sosumi was moving 
was actually she was still posting on Facebook. That's yeah, to follow her on Facebook. Yeah, rather really. Because I had a Facebook page as well at the time. It was actually so vital to have like more likes on Facebook than it oh, was on Instagram and everything at the time. Yeah, you know it's it's mad how it all changes so Isn't fast. It? Like it is bananas. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind, but that was like when I was in sixth year. So that was your year out year, and then literally by the next year, Instagram was more important. It was, happened so madness. Fast. Like it was bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mad. Nice. how did you overcome your people pleasing and what's your advice to people in that situation now because i think a lot of irish people but especially irish women are chronic people pleasers oh god yeah they it's like built into us like they quite literally cut pieces out of themselves and give it to other people yeah so, so they, they walk into and be like i hope everyone likes me or i won't say this yeah. i won't upset this person and it's complete um, suppression of self yeah and identity and individuality and i think a lot of issues stem from there oh 100 people so i really think that you sharing because you've done a complete 360 like oh like be more of an individual now yeah if i were to describe you be like in the most positive way like unique and yourself yeah and unapologetic yeah so i'll repeat the question how did you overcome your people pleasing and what's your advice to people in that situation now I think it took me a very long, long time to get there. Like, yeah. I'm in this industry like seven years now. Yeah. And I think it's literally only in the last two, two and a half years I've kind of been like, I don't really care what people think anymore. Yeah. I say that now and I still go out the door and you naturally will stress over. Oh, yeah. Do you know but what I mean? That's the healthy measure that everyone Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. But it, I think it took a lot of work on myself. It right. took like hitting rock bottom and realizing like what brought me to rock bottom and yes. how did I want to get out of it yeah and I got like I hit rock bottom because I was suppressing who I was and I wanted to be the person that everyone else wanted me to be rather than just being myself like yeah. I thought my biggest thing is I find it very hard for I don't understand I say to my two best friends and they look laugh at me all the time I'm yeah. like I don't know how you like me at times like <gasps> no and they were like stop and I'm like but that's just like the way some of our brains are like yeah. wired. I think that all the time. So yeah, I guess, but I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. I'm, I'm like, I am so, and I annoy myself at times. So, yeah. <laughs> like, how, how? Do you know what I mean? Like, so, how are you putting up with me? And yeah. they were like the same way as you're putting up with us. Yeah, and the, but if you don't, you don't flip, uh, flip it around that way when no. you're saying these things. You also don't see your biggest strengths. No, yeah. like, and one of my other best friends did say to me she was like Neve you'd literally sell the clothes off your back to help us if you couldn't I was like yeah, yeah because I never want you to feel the way I have felt before yes. and I think it took a lot of therapy <laughs> a lot of therapy this is definitely a, a podcast dedicated yeah. to therapy <laughs> I think we're all like part of Gabrielle as well oh, I, know, I was in yeah. Gabrielle as well for a while <laughs> I think we all like I get called like come to the therapy side yeah literally and I was for years yeah. like didn't want to go to therapy like yeah. I was like no it's I'll get myself out of it I'm fine like yes. no bother and like it was at a time it wasn't like therapy for self-help it was therapy to be able to function you know yes. that kind of way so I think it took a lot of therapy yeah it took a, a bit of meds like yeah. I'm on meds and I've no problem saying that for about two and a half years literally since because I was so up and down yeah and then it just I was like life is so short like as in so many things have happened over the last few years in like personally and like I think just globally as well yeah that I'm like what the hell like why why was I pretending to be someone if people weren't got people aren't going to like you anyway so there's, there's a, a degree of people that are not going to like you but the, there was a degree of people that like mightn't have liked me and I didn't even like myself yes so yes. why couldn't I like myself and they're still not going to some people yeah. are still not going to like you do you know I heard a saying the other week and it's like when you're pretending to be someone else people already don't like you yeah 
and that would hit me home because you're pretending to be someone else yeah. to like you but they actually already don't like you yeah because you are who you are anyways like uh, people are just there's going like I come from like a family of local businesses or my dad's like an entrepreneur he'd be so proud of me saying that <laughs> but like we come I come from a, a family of really hard working people and like me and Owen all it's such like like teenage mentality it was like oh he own half the town i'm like no we don't like we go oh, come people say shit like that do you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. it was we were already labeled with like things like that whereas we're not those, those people, people. Yeah. like my grandfather always used to say to us no matter what's happening behind closed doors or anything like that like you put your best foot forward going out that door and like if, you, if they're saying you own the town you own the town yeah do you yeah. know that kind of yeah. way and I'm going off on a tangent now. I don't even know where I am. No, no but like, I just feel like I all these things, I was always known as that girl or my brother's little sister. I was yeah. never known as myself or yeah. anything like that. And like, obviously nothing to anyone. Like, it wasn't their fault, like, or yeah. whatever. But I just felt so lost. And I think when I hit bottom, I was like, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, this is me and out through and through. And I just... But for me as well, how I stopped becoming a people pleaser was through my clothes. And I know that sounds so materialistic. Yeah. But I always felt like outfits every day were like a shield. Abs- oh, absolutely. And they were such a shield. Like, so if I was wearing like a big colored jacket, people were talking about my jacket. They weren't talking about me. Oh, I, like distraction. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best thing in the world. Like, but it was actually me dressing how I wanted to dress. I love it's doing like it's it's actual the physical representation of fake it till you make it. You 100%. want to be the person who could walk down the street and not give a fuck. So your first step was I started dressing how shoes. I wanted it. Yeah. yeah. So you'd wear the funky shoes and you you'd try that out. Yeah. You'd feel okay. Next thing you slowly started to yeah. step into who you wanted to be. Yeah. And then maybe you were faking it. And then all of a sudden one day you walked out that door like finger middle finger in the yeah. air being like, This is who I am. <laughs> yeah, and I was kinda like, Oh, do you know what? Screw it. Who cares yeah. anymore? Yeah. Like I just I, I care about everyone's opinion but when it comes to my clothes or like like people wanting to be their true authentic self I'm like who has a right to tell you you can't be who you want to be like yeah. I don't if you want to dye your hair purple pierce every inch of your face and tattoo your, every, your toenails yeah off with not? you yeah. if, if that makes you happy do it yeah. I don't see why everyone has to be like pigeonholed if that makes sense absolutely so I think all those things absolutely. helped me realise that like I don't need to please people what was the biggest negative effect of people pleasing had on you? I lost myself completely. Yeah. I well, like I look in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself at all. Yeah. And it wasn't like in a well, it wasn't in a sad way, but like I just wasn't myself. I wasn't who I I wasn't living up to my fullest potential. Yes. And You're I knew that. Yourself. I was a hundred percent, and not even like a career wise or like a level of success wise or anything like that I was just not living who I was supposed to be like yes and I do think everyone has their own like specific roles on this earth or whatever yeah, 100%, but I, I was like sabotage, sabotaging who I was supposed to be yeah and putting myself into this pigeonhole to fit with other people you were just completely diluting yourself down <clears throat> to be um, more appeasing to the people who couldn't handle flamboyant or, yeah yeah and it was too I suppose much. like five years ago or whatever everything was too much yes like everything was too much if your nails were too long it was too much yeah. it was there was no indiv- individuality celebrated and like i do no. think you see it more and more now but i'm just like oh, who cares anymore sure even remember getting ready for like teenage disco oh my god what are y'all wearing what, oh i can't wear this you're wearing that yeah i'm gonna have to change like the beats were all wearing the same outfit yeah. just a different color yeah literally and the extensions and the whole lot everything 
And if so, oh geez, you're wearing something very funky now. Yeah. Oh, like you couldn't. You couldn't. You I may. Like, I remember. I wore a red bow out my hair in sixth year. Right, a red bow. And I, I remember it to this day. It was a red leather bow, and I had long hair at the time. I like pinned yeah. it to the side, and everyone was like, "Where is she going with the red bow?" Like, <laughs> what the hell now? Yeah. Like, they're like the biggest accessory in the world now. No, literally, like, yeah, literally, that yeah. was Ireland, like, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's nothing, obviously, against. I love it here. Never leaving. I love my, when I go on yeah. a plane, I love, <laughs> I love seeing the green coastline. I'm like, yes, I'm back. I I've know. landed. I'm here. But I just do think, like, individuality wasn't celebrated. And thank God we've come a long way. Yeah, we have. Thank God. I think social media helped that for Ireland. Oh, hundred percent. It opened us up to. Opened us up to the world. Yeah. And, and everything isn't weird. No, and if anything now, the I think like the world is seen as like, like I, can't, I don't know what's that like politically wrong to say, but like I do feel like even through these industries, I feel like we're all just one. Yeah, oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? We're like, more like than we are different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Look at us being so educational. I know, aren't we? Getting very worldly. Now, lads. Very worldly, I am. <laughs> lads, you can quote us on that one. <laughs> um, right, this is a good one now. So as a former people pleaser, how did you learn to say no? I still think you're learning to say no, but I, I, I'm, I'm still learning to say no. Yeah. But I just, if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not doing it. Uh, you're on a, like... Yeah. I'm not reachable now. If, if, if it's not going to bring me joy, I'm not giving people in my energy that... Absolutely. Don't bring... Life's too short. Like, it's... Absolutely. It's too short to be spending time doing things that don't make you happy. And obviously, there is a level of all things that don't make us happy. Yeah. Like, Listen. there's day-to-day stuff. Like, we don't want... I don't want to be hoovering. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But unless I'm going to live in a big, t- big sty if I don't hoover. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, things like that. But giving, like, if I don't i just don't see the point of it anymore yeah and i even see that with my group of friends like if it doesn't bring us good energy like it's just not worth it yeah it really isn't like because you're doing things that you don't like and you're draining your own yeah energy your own self-worth at a time you're doing you're not comfortable so why put yourself in in that position i think it's a great um accomplishment for our generation compared to our parents because yeah. i feel they were martyrs in a lot of ways oh god yeah so go this generation but yeah no 100% I'm delighted to hear that um I suppose my next question was how have you learned to stand up for yourself um I think I think that's true I know it sounds so stupid but I do think I stand up for myself through clothes yeah because my biggest like middle finger up to someone is just looking fucking great like yeah. and not as in like oh I look unbelievable and like no, my skin um, everything's on show or anything like that I'm 99% covered like my eyeballs are probably the only thing you can see like yeah. on me because I'm that type of person yeah but like I just I think me walking around if okay you introduce yourself before you even say a word yeah when you walk into the room your energy your clothes your, yeah all that says my like my you my biggest thing is for someone to feel like comfortable around me straight away yeah i my that's my biggest thing and i think that's how i stood up for myself is that yes. i was like oh go away like i want this i want to celebrate everyone and if i just want you to feel comfortable around me and that's how i stood up for myself was making other people feel good yeah. but because by helping them i was helping myself yeah yeah and i you think know? by being yourself people automatically feel comfortable around yeah. you because you're like, I'm not afraid to wear the colourful clothes, exactly. have tattoos, wear jewellery, and I'm walking in here and I'm saying hello to you. Yeah. So really, immediately someone's saying, well... I, I could be myself. I can't read... That too. And they're like, well, this she's already proud of herself and happy with herself, so what can I really... Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're standing up for yourself. Yeah, 100%. And I do think, like, the most, like, the people, all, all the people we look up to in the world are people that are exactly like you. Yeah. Because you resonate with them. Yes. You... Do you see something in them that you see in yourself? Yes. 
or that you want to see in yourself so like the most successful people in the world were in the same position you are in right now yeah and that's the way you've looked at it they're like if they can do it, why can't i do it exactly there is actually nothing that's stopping us from doing anything yeah i'm here shaking my hand around i'm such a hand person aren't <laughs> so I? I um i my wrist is going to be sore by the end of this but um yeah like i think that's how i stood up for myself the most i just don't care anymore like yeah. i just think people should be celebrated for who they are and i'm gonna celebrate myself for who i am i love it <laughs> i actually love that no that's fabulous um this is another question i think it's not really to do with standing up for yourself but i think it comes from people pleasing and women in general yeah how have you learned to ask for more um i'm i'm, I'm learning this right i am learning this but i think I, it got easier when i knew what i was worth yes absolutely and that i was refusing to accept less than what I deserve and that's in every aspect of life like in relationships in business in out of your friendships everything like that like you just know what you deserve and you sh- you have to get back what you give out and it's like yes. a uh, big amount of karma and I believe 100% in all that and that's why I'd literally sell the clothes off my back to help someone yeah. because in return and it's not that I'm doing this to get something in return yeah. but I just think you have to like I'm so confused. Where am I? <laughs> no, you're actually doing a brilliant job. Oh my God. No, you really are doing fucking amazing. <laughs> so, have you learned to ask for more? This uh, is the question. I was like, what was the question again? No, but no, you're, you're, no, you're, you're spitting goals. Asking for more, first of all, you do need to realise your yeah. worth. People who don't know their worth are afraid to ask for more because they think they're asking for too much. Yeah. And really, there's no such thing as too much because this life is a fucking game. And If you, you don't, don't ask for it, you're never going to get it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I say this now, and if I have the girls, like, go text someone, I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, why can't they read my mind? Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, that kind of way. Life, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, I do think you just have to. Have them here, balls. I know it's yeah. 2021, you can't say things like that, but, like. Why oh, is it all? It's my favorite. Go yeah. Yeah, like, you're well able, and, yeah. and that's not being stubborn or, like, being the know-it-all that can be like quiet and timid and sensitive and everything like that but it's standing up knowing that you're happy whatever the outcome is yeah absolutely but as well i think touching on knowing your worth is also being willing to walk away when you're not being given what you deserve yeah um, and nothing is worth putting yourself in a position you're unhappy in or yeah, uncomfortable or you're being in. taken advantage of yeah nothing is do you know what i mean oh, there's a lot of women i feel who are i can think of people off the top of my head who are just you know absolutely fantastic work they're mm-hmm. so intelligent and they would be petrified to walk into their boss and be like this is my result i'm completely outperforming the target yeah x y and z i deserve more I, w- I want more this is in my next whatever yeah or when they get offered a job push back and when, when they come back with a number like no that's actually not enough yeah i i reject the job but if you away. think about it i always used to say like i always used to say <laughs> like the 75 year old here but i you'd look around right and i always felt when you left college or whatever the lads in your class they'd always have get these jobs and you'd be like how the fuck did they get those jobs yeah we're not qualified and you'd have done the same degrees and you're like yes. we're not qualified for it so we know nothing we know nothing it's because fellas have this built into them that they just fuck it we'll just we'll, we'll figure it out we'll chance uh, as you say that i honestly couldn't agree more when i've so I'm three years out of work and, you know, my keen, my boyfriend, all his friends versus, you know, my friends who I know who aren't like on set wages, like yeah. nurses and teachers. Um, I see that all the time. 
like for maybe one lad that can't ask there's probably like nine who they chance their arm and ask for too much yeah and see how and they get it and uh, all the lads i know who nine out of ten times you're gonna get it and they're making more of the women why because they're asking for more yeah you like do you know what i mean loads of them apply for jobs and they're like they'd be like say i don't know you need speak japanese you can you need to write french not a word of French, not a word of Japanese. He'll still apply for it and he'll still get it. Absolutely. Because he'll Absolutely. talk himself. He was like, I'm well able. And if not, I'll learn while I do it. And if not, and they have the, they have the self-confidence to be that, yeah, exactly yeah. like we said, they can, they'll adapt, they'll grow. They'll Whereas us as like women, we're generically taught that we're supposed to, oh, I don't know it yet. Now I can't do it until I learn how to do it. But sure, then yeah. the opportunity is missed. Exactly. Or then they come in so, with so much self-doubt and so much self-criticism and so much lacking self-belief that they're constantly oh is this right and Jesus I'm yeah. so sorry like you know this yeah. guy already apologising walking in the door yeah when they don't need to when they don't need to yeah and then all of a sudden you're creating a false perception of yourself and your abilities to whoever's just hired you or whoever you're dealing with or I find people can see through it straight away and they're just like well she doesn't and people will take advantage of that they're like she doesn't Absolutely. value herself I can get her to do whatever Absolutely, they will. I guess give harder. her the, the stupid jobs, or absolutely, and it'll be hard. And they'll and then they'll press you when you try to stand up for yourself. They might try press you, being like, "Oh, if I flex my muscle a bit yeah. now in this situation, she'll back down." Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mad. Okay, so we have written down here a few bullet points just for tips for people who are people pleasers how to get over it. So before we move on to our next topic, I just want to run down through them. So, you know, get your pen and paper. These are our little tips. For, well, they're my little tips, but <laughs> it means... <laughs> I support she them. Can, she can be like, um, no. <laughs> but, um, so number one is identifying your priorities. Once you figure out what your priorities are and what types of people you want to be around or situations you want to be in, it becomes easier to say no to anything that doesn't align with your life goals. Um... We see this massively when you transition out of secondary school, you know, into college, into work. You know, all of a sudden the people you used to care a lot about, they're not a priority to you anymore and you find it easier to be yourself. That's why a lot of people thrive kind of coming into their early to mid 20s um, because you set your priorities. Like, I don't care about drinking every weekend. That's not yeah. important to me. So those people, I don't even care about them liking yeah. me anymore. Yeah. So you find your people when you leave you school. You find your people. You, you start to find your rhythm. And marrying that is you start, you need to start setting your boundaries. Yeah. So first you need to like, what's important to me? What type of person do I want to be? Who do I want to be around? Yeah. Okay. There are people I care about. Fine. What are my boundaries yeah. in life? Which are important in life all around for everyone, but especially people pleasers because you are the type of people that constantly compromise your boundaries yeah. for the sake of making other people yeah. comfortable. And I do think as well, like, it's not like that you just for, like or you leave school if that's like wasn't your place for you that you just leave it and like oh I'm done with that chapter yeah. whatever I do find like I have friends that I was friends with in school we probably drifted apart when we first left school but we're full 360 back to probably better friends now than we've ever been before yes. hi Katie and Sarah for <laughs> um, because we are all our own individual people and we all appreciate and I'll kind of speak appreciate and celebrate our individualities now yes. rather than us trying to be the same yes you know so i do think you just you have it's a it's a horrible time like it's i don't i wouldn't i would hate to be like 16 to 21 ever again like those five years are horrendous but i do think like once you get through it like you find your people you find what's right you you're happy with where you are when you put in the work yeah it does take work yeah and you are definitely one of those people you put in. You you did take control of that. You identified yeah, it. Yeah, because it was people I wanted. I loved having in my life. And 
the circumstances obviously at the time weren't probably suitable but looking back now i'm so glad that we went on that journey and like yeah. we're back to the, where we are now yeah whereas now you know who your people are you know Absolutely. kind of way and when you meet a new person you kind of identify like i like you and you're fine but you're not my people yeah yeah do you know what i mean yeah or you meet someone completely you thought be not your person you can meet like, someone last night next week and they could be literally the best person that could ever come into your life yeah so it's all about like mixing and matching and this is well, and when you know your values you that's why all this sets right and these people could be completely different to you i think it's actually meeting people who match your values and yeah you, that's why it's so important that you find your priorities in yeah because when you because people might have very different interests and look the same or look the same i mean be different <laughs> like completely in what they enjoy but their core values their are core same. values same as you they're your people that's yeah what, we talk about your people that's i think what we're both yeah. referring yeah. to um number three and this is gonna be the hardest part for all the people pleasers is that you need to sit in the discomfort of setting your boundaries and prioritizing yourself because that's going to feel so alien and so wrong and like you're going to you'll feel it, so selfish yeah and you're, you're just going to want to revert back mm-hmm. you'll stand up for yourself and you'll be like <laughs> yeah you need to you need to sit with that because what's going to happen is if you sit in it long enough you'll see the benefits of not people pleasing and over time then you won't feel uncomfortable setting your boundaries and yeah. standing up for yourself but i think it's also therapy oh i'm a huge yeah we're not we're not therapists now lads no jeez i can't start my own problems absolutely same but like therapy is huge for i that. think they give you the tools to make you stronger to do these things absolutely. set your priorities absolutely the trained professionals they do know what they're doing they do and it is very important um and a fourth tip is don't give reasons or excuses for saying no. You do not owe anyone an explanation. No is a full sentence. By default, you are presenting a more powerful version of yourself and a more self-respect is communicated to the yeah. other person. You don't owe anyone any excuse no. for why or why you do not want to do something. And I 100% I can, I can see my own mom if I don't want to do something and she's like, oh, say you have to do something with me. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I, don't like, have to. I don't have to they don't like i just don't want to do it and i also read i'm such an avenger like marvel person i'm going to peter yeah. or peter pan jeremy spider-man on my own on wednesday i can't wait <gasps> oh my i'm literally God. that but i remember um mary kate and ashley's sister ashley olsen's sister i can't think of her name now off the top of my head she's in the avengers oh my god fuck it wanda what's her name yeah wanda can't think oh. of her name is it Catherine? no it's not anyway anyways she said that the best advice her sisters give her in the like world of acting and yeah. celebrities and everything like that. And then a tip for that then is when you are going into a new situation with new people, instead of walking into the room thinking, oh, I hope everyone likes me, you need to go in with the attitude of, do I like these people? Yeah. You need to hold the power yourself and stop giving it away. And I love that. And it's still something like, I think everyone is learning as yes. they go. But I, I think that is your best way to feel so secure in who you are is you're like yeah am i do i want to be around these people yes or uh, do i want these people to like me yeah because what you do when you don't do that is you're giving all the power to the other person to dictate your sense of self-worth and confidence and happiness because all of a sudden now you are an absolute victim to their mood yeah and their opinions yeah and that's a very vulnerable fragile yeah desperate way to go through life i wouldn't wish it on anyone yeah um and then, and then the ir- irony of it all is that people pleasers tend to not even be liked. They're really mm. chronic people pleasers. They're the op- like it's the and it's the opposite of what you want because people pleasers lose their authenticity, which is really what people respect in other people. Yeah. Because 
not if you're being chronic, so proud to be yourself it draws other people in absolutely and sometimes without even realizing it some people who are chronic people pleasers come across as fake yeah it's because they're putting on a front because they don't want people to see the real them yes but if you're i think if a people are very much in tune with who they are they see straight through it absolutely you know absolutely because they can get the energy that is not like comfortable that person isn't settled in themselves yeah and obviously it's not their fault but yeah. like still it's just it's it's a mask yeah i think people who are really comfortable themselves see that and they're and they're like oh they're the people do you know yeah and then people who might be in that place like are they just fake are they just yeah they, and they'll start questioning cause yeah they, do you know what i mean because there's a lot of people like who mightn't be the most likable people but they have loads of friends why because they're themselves yeah yeah do you know and, and i think people pleasers be like i think they could think things like oh my god they only have to try and people like them because they have this feeling of i need to try really hard to get people to like me yeah and you don't and how these people have friends is because those friends resonate with something inside those people absolutely the good and bad the ugly because we're all a mix of the good and bad the yeah. ugly 100 percent. do you know what i mean 100 like, percent yeah no and one's they're perfect, just being real like, and no one's perfect and yeah. some people are a bit of a dickhead and a part of everyone can resonate yeah. in that you know what 100%. I mean? we're not perfect like, no no we've all made mistakes like absolutely yeah. like so and then obviously huge self-acceptance needs to happen and that's also looping back to therapy really helps yeah. with that so those are my little oh what do you think my they, were ve- they were very valuable here <laughs> i'm very impressed i love the notes and the points and everything i'm very yeah. impressed i'm always like because i i my head will go off on a tangent and i'm like if i don't come back to my little plan Have you not notice you've asked me a question i'm like yeah well i painted no. the wall green because <laughs> like no I ha- that has to happen too yeah. but I'm like okay bring it back um so yeah that is kind of the first big topic we've talked about i love how that was a one <laughs> i know <laughs> kind of moving on to back into your mental health yeah the abandonment the second wing the breakdowns yeah the medication and like by the way i've i'm like i know a lot of people on medication so i'm so very comfortable with that yeah like, mental health is a huge thing in my yeah. family as well um so yeah so i get it but i think this will be really helpful for people who might come from family where that's accepted because i think yeah that's it's it's just stigmatism it's a lot it's, yeah there is associated to it you know what I mean and I just happen to be in a family situation where like we have come across these things and it's not that way but I think that's going to be something that we can avoid yeah I think it's going to be really good for a lot of people who be probably be going through the exact same thing but like don't feel like good to their friends or you know all that crap right okay so Neil we're going to move on okay. back into your story okay right we're going to go back to the breakdowns and speak about how you've dealt with that you've mentioned you were on medication and we're going to go a little bit into abandonment so the question is starting off mm-hmm. is how did the fear of abandonment impact your life and how have you dealt with your fear um or overcome it like it's so hard to even like label it like i know i said a fear of abandonment but it's like it's just a fear of like not being like wanted if that makes sense yes and it's not from like it's a complete and utter feeling that i have instigated into myself yes and it's for it's come from a it came from a time of not valuing who i was yeah like it's not from i come from the most loved family i have the most amazing parents yeah uh, my grandmother's my best friend yeah. i kill my brother but we're still like yeah. we're, we're a typical irish brother and yeah. sister like yeah. he, he'd kill for some, me and i'd kill for him you yeah. know that kind of way but i think it was just my fear was always that people would abandon me because they didn't like me yes 
they didn't like who I was because so I wasn't good enough for them and they'd abandon me. Yes. That's where that fear came from. Right. And I find that I think that then instilled myself in so many other aspects of my life. Like I have incredible, incredible friends and they know who they are and everything like that. Yeah. But like it's very hard for me to trust someone. Yeah. Because I, I have this fear that I could get to know this person and give them everything, but they could be gone tomorrow. And they could shatter your whole inner world. Yeah. Yeah. And that is such a fear I have. And like, obviously it's something you have to work on and everything like that. But I do think it's from a time of when I wasn't being myself and people would still leave. Yes. Whereas if I get to know people now, they're getting to know me. Yeah. So it's, they're walking away from me, not the mask I had on all along. Yes. You know that kind of way. Absolutely. So that's like I keep my small my circle so small. Yeah. I, I my friends know everything about me. Yeah. You know that kind yeah. of way because it's such a fear. Like they know the good, Same. the bad, the ugly. They've they've seen it all. They've seen me have breakdowns yeah. and everything like that. And yeah, it's just loads of different things like have brought me back to just yeah. this instigated fear. I suppose I'm the type of person. I know this sounds so cringe. It actually hurts my soul. He was saying it. <laughs> but like I'm a very like like I really I love so deeply like so I adore my friends and I adore my family like I actually get so frustrated if me and my mom are fighting yeah why do you do this to me woman yeah yeah but I get that way I suppose in like really that's why I'd be so hesitant when it comes to relationships and stuff because we're we're in such a fickle society as well in terms of things like ghosting and everything like this and all these games dating game is a tough one at the moment isn't it like i'm just like why give your energy to that like what is needed like the effort of it all really like effort of it all yeah and it comes from that beat as well because like people are so easy to abandon you Mm -hmm. it's like a quick and it's not i'm not saying this like personally or anything like that yeah. but it's it's the society we live in at the moment it's just we're in such a fickle society like in terms of through authentic relationships and i don't i think that's actually left friendships now i think people are valuing authentic really uh, friendships but in terms of, like relationships all you do is unmatch yeah and it's completely like a book by cover yes like no one gets to know people anymore yes and i that knocks on to people's perception of themselves like absolutely so someone could like yeah what they see but they don't like you absolutely you know what i mean all those things can leave you feel abandoned yeah and rejected yeah and it's horrendous so yeah especially if you've done a lot of work building up that strength and building up yourself there's nothing that can prepare you for anything like that now like that like sheer crushing moment of like no, because all of a sudden you thought you were sturdy and then you figure out you're like a house of cards and someone just blew you yeah. over and you're back to square one. And that comes in businesses and jobs and relationships and friendships and everything. Like as I, in, when I talk to like in work or whatever, people can be like, you know, you can feel like, oh, I'm the only person that can do this job. Yeah. Not really. Like, Anyone. It, everyone's replaceable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, that fear of abandonment came from like loads of things. Yeah. Yeah. And the other side, well, when it comes to job, anyways, there's a beauty side of that, as in, like, yeah, I can just change and get a new job yeah. tomorrow. There's a freedom. You can reinvent yourself too. tomorrow. There's a freedom in that too, but I totally get the the fear of abandonment. And then, if you're somebody who has actually been abandoned, if you've, you know, if you have, you know, a parent issue yeah. and things like that, then then you have a whole nother that's a layer, ball game and a everything. whole another yeah. layer on top of that. But um, I hundred percent relate to what you're saying. You know, like my friends are my everything. Like yeah. But and that can be intense for them as well at times. Absolutely. When you're somebody who's that way, absolutely yeah. it can. 
like I can text my two friends like I have a gr- an amazing group of friends but like I have a group chat with my t- two of my best friends and like I could just text my people going I adore you and I'd say like this fucking weirdo <laughs> fucking sake just leave us alone <laughs> do you know that I kind know. of way yeah. I just because I want people to appreciate me so I need people to know that you appreciate them I appreciate them absolutely you know? yeah and I do find that people who struggle with that abandonment abandonment can't even say the word they need a huge amount of security in there. Yeah. They need a huge amount of security. Just reassurance. I'm reassured. I'll often, often go to people like, so why do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> do you often. know what I mean? And he's probably like, oh, not this again. Yeah. And to be honest, like a lot of the reason why, the only, the, I actually think I'd be single to this day if I didn't meet him because the only reason is there was something about him I felt so safe with. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I was just unable to let anybody close to me unless I felt safe with yeah. him. Yeah. And that applies to friends and everything. If I, like a little scary deer if i if i got like a little rustle that you were ingenuine yeah or that you were like you had an agenda or ending up yeah gone yeah like straight away yeah so if you are so security and don't be afraid to ask that from your friends be like Mm. why like i suppose and even asking that can feel quite vulnerable be like what do you like about me? you can you don't have to be so serious but you can phrase it in the fun yeah. way be like oh and please tell me like i feel like shit today like what do yeah. you like about me like what's good about me do you know yeah okay i even find like that. me and the girls like say you were talking to someone i don't know and then like it, everything went sh- down shit's creek right yeah. i'd go to the girls like oh oh that didn't work out whatever like that like i'd literally get a voice note from the girls going like cop yourself on remember yeah. who you are yeah like you are amazing yeah. don't let some petty little thing knock you down yeah and that but it's like it's that's such like reassurance and absolutely they're like oh i'm okay the way i am and like yeah. I, like people love me for me like kind yeah. of a thing I, I remember when i was feeling really really shit one time um, shout out jennifer and jennifer made a, like a little do you know those whiteboards oh my god and she's so little <laughs> she wrote i like, think i know jennifer yeah yeah she almost she actually found uh, the reason i found your page because she followed you first hi jennifer jennifer. <laughs> jennifer's mad about you yeah um <laughs> But she made like a little like um like a whiteboard. What's it called mind map of all the things she loved oh about god. me. Because I was feeling shit. You all need a Jennifer. A, oh no! Oh my god! That that girl's my rock. But yeah, she sent took a picture of it and sent it to me. Like, cause if you're someone like that, yeah, you you do need friends that like. And then once you do, you can really love deeply and thrive. And you you yeah. do need a certain level of security with your friendships in order. Yeah. And in order for you to really be yourself with them. Yeah. To let that guard down and be the most fun, careful. You're all true, authentic, literally yeah. yourself. Yeah. But the best part of you, because when you have that guard up, you're you're a bit scared. Yeah. Yeah. So like, eat. I even find like when nights out, like they go, I'd be like, I'm just fucking shit crack. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm not fun. Like, am I? Because I feel like I I used to put so much like. I would be observing so much around me rather yeah. than enjoying the moment. And the girls like, when you get drunk, you are great cracks. You just everything like falls apart. Yeah, you just yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like I'm like one of these girls that go out looking nice, but come out like looking like I got dragged through a bush. Like, oh, and really? I wouldn't actually do anything. Like, I could be sitting in the chair That's all night. Right. But it's yeah. because I inhibitions go. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not encouraging alcohol by any manner of means, but, but yeah, it can help if you're yeah. the most anxious little <laughs> fucker in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that. So bring us through your breakdown, the process of that. And what is your advice right now to anyone else going through a breakdown? So like, thankfully, I never ended up like in, like in an institution or anything like that. Yeah. And and it's not like, thankfully, if you do, if that works, if that's where you need to be, like it's the thing to help you. I 100% like could not recommend just doing whatever it takes to help you or whatever yeah but I remember like twice 
I was at the very, very edge. Like I, yeah. and like it was no one's doing. It was your when you, if you struggle mentally, your thoughts go wild. Yeah, you could be you. Th- you think of batshit crazy things like yeah. And I was working. I was in college at nighttime, and I went back to college during the day. I went at nighttime because I got too inclined to having my own money. Yeah. Um. And I wasn't going back to the life where <laughs> you know, my, yeah, my my shopping became too expensive for yeah. as a girl say you live way beyond your means. I'm like, yeah. I know. Um but so I remember there was one time it was coming up to Christmas. I was working in retail and I was probably working like fifty five plus hours a week. Yeah. Um I know it's only retail. Like you know what I mean? Everyone's everything's different. But you get the worst of people in retail. Oh, you and at Christmas people are like, I'm like, honestly, would you, yeah. you miss Be nice to retailers this Christmas, I'm everyone. Like, <laughs> you miserable bastards, like what? <laughs> like a pair of shoes, get over it. Like, yeah, exactly. They're going yeah. to go, makes no difference whether they have them today or next week. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You'll still have them for Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, regardless of that. So I was working to the pin of my collar. I was not meeting people. I was becoming so isolated yeah and I was purposely doing it I was so quiet at home and like my parents do know me so well like my, my mom is my best friend like we she knows me so well even though I give out to her and say yeah. like, oh you don't know me yeah. do you know what I mean I'm like no you don't fucking know me she's, she's like, like rolling like, her eyes me, like come on she's like I give birth to you I, I fucking know you yeah yeah and they knew something was wrong but like they'd already been through it like with my brother and stuff and they're so open to like letting us deal with it or whatever but she was like you need to go like talk to someone but you should you ha- you can't crutch off people you have no. to learn to deal with things yourself yeah you have to decide your it's not going to work unless you decide yourself you want to yes so it came to a point i was getting i was so mentally unwell that i was physically making myself unwell yeah so i was like getting coughs and colds and vomiting yeah. bugs and everything like this literally continuously my throat was how you knew with me yeah i used to get like swollen glands and they'd like ulcerate and they were yeah. horrendous and like yeah you could tell because I could barely breathe then for like three weeks of them. Yeah. That's when you knew I was... I was Your body was screaming. Yeah, they were, like. like literally. So I remember it was like the 24th of December, maybe it was the 26th of December. It was literally so close to Christmas and yeah. mom was like, no, like we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. She was like, you need to just go to the doctor and get some help or whatever. So at that time I went to the doctor and she, they were like, look, we'll sign you off work for a while. You need to just sit. Because I suppose at the time I was only 20, I was actually, my 21st birthday was, in January, was that week, that two weeks after that. I wasn't going to have a birthday or anything. And mom's like, no, you're having your birthday. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, but at the time social media was growing. And yeah. I was like, they're going to see online that I had a birthday and I was supposed to be out struggling with your mental health. Yeah. Whatever. And she was like, you are still, just because you're having one good this night. Is how you, this is how you help your mental health. Yeah. She was like, you need, up friends yeah. and people you love. Yeah. Exactly. So I had my 21st, took some time off work, uh, ended up not going back to that job, took some time out and... I'd say now I'm such a workaholic that I literally only took like four weeks. I was like, let's fix my life in four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, who in the name of Jesus can fix their life in four weeks? Well, I was making this my, is the deadline, lads. Literally, can't miss it. I was like, I have to have a job by like I'm 15 to April. I'm saying you're fine. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a snapshot table. <laughs> um, but obviously, I helped myself to a degree then. Yes, but I kind of just put a plaster over things. Right. So like fast forward a year, I think it was maybe two. No, it was two years. I was back in a different retail job. Just loved retail. I couldn't leave it, you know. Yeah. Working seven days a week. Um, and I'm the type of person that like structure and routine. So like the being working Saturdays and Sundays, and often I like a Tuesday and a Friday Didn't just sit with you at all. At all at all. Yeah. Um, and I was working full time. I wasn't seeing my friends. I wasn't going out with the girls. I was kind of starting the same pattern again. Yeah. But at a so much worse level. 
Right. So in terms of like, I was just so recluse. I was so down. I was like, you could, I was so thin as well at the time. Yeah. Like so thin from it. Um, and I just wasn't myself. Yeah. And because I'm a talker, you could tell I wasn't myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't want to see anyone. I was only at home all the time and it just got worse. And like, I was getting sick going into work. I just did not want to go into work. I yeah. did not. The thoughts of having to talk to people were just Kidding too much, that, like yeah. literally too much for me. And I was, mom, my parents were like, why are you actually doing this to yourself? Like, yeah. no, but I was so independent from my parents in terms of like, I never asked them for like, oh, will you help me with this or help no, me with that? And you I had didn't your want, money, you had your yeah, life. and I yeah. didn't want to have to start doing that. And it came to a point, I remember my, I was in my job and I had decided I was going to hand in my notice. I think I actually had like, but I was handing my notice for mental health. Yeah. But I still worked a month's notice for them. Right. You know that kind of way. Right. I was like, it's fine. I'll struggle for the next four yeah. weeks. Yeah. It's fine. I'll yeah. Fine. Whatever. And I remember it was the Friday before I was finishing the Sunday. I remember there was a Limerick match that weekend as well because everyone was trying to go to Dublin. And it was the Friday, and my dad had mom rang me. She's like, Dad's gone into hospital, and I was like, Oh fuck, what's wrong? My dad's off restart. So dad actually was rushed to hospital. What what they thought was like a heart attack at the time, but it, I don't know. Is he okay though? Oh, he's fine. Right. I fear he comes to EP. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that. But I love it so at much. At that time, I remember it was a Friday in work. I was like, What the fuck am I standing here? Like, yeah. Being so miserable. Yeah. And I was like, My dad, like my dad's down to UH. Yeah. And. Yeah. Like life can change so fast. Yeah. So I literally just was like, "Fuck this! I'm finishing. I'm gone." Like, yeah. Bye. So I literally got my bags. I was like, "Bye." Yeah. <laughs> Technically, and it was the first time I was broken mentally. I was completely shattered in my own self. Yeah. And my self worth or anything like that. But that was that moment when I took the power and I was like. I'm fucking leaving. I'm yeah. not putting myself in this position anymore. Even yeah. though it was two days before I was to finish, I had already done four weeks. Yeah. I was, it was like the first bit of like. Something snapped and you're yeah, like. Yeah, no. I was like, fuck this. Like, yeah. Actually, the day I bought my first pair of Balenciagas. Dead fucker. I love to hear that. Because love I was such is. a money stretcher. I was like, no, I can't. And I was like, nah, fuck this. It's Retail the, therapy. I went down a bad path <laughs> after that. <laughs> Your bag collection oh, is like my dream. Scandalous, though. No, I am a bag woman. And when I see your collection, I could shed a tear. Of I life. shed it. I often sit in that room and but, I shed a tear myself. But I'm just, just looking at all. Oh, yeah, anyway. beautiful. But that yeah. weekend and then... I remember it was like in I think it was the 29th of July all that was around yeah. like I think that was like 2018 yeah maybe 19 COVID was 2020 so 18 it was right. 18 and so that, that was like three years ago I'd been 23 going on 24 yeah and I took August September oh I had said to myself this is when I kind of started believing like manifestation everything like that yeah. now I've only dipped my toes into all right. the world but I was like by the 4th of October I'll have a job I'll give myself two months off yeah and I'll sort your shit out leave sort yeah. your shit out this was rock bottom for like, you like rock bottom like right. I to, was got the doctor it was time for me to start meds so hesitant to start meds because I just felt like you heard it was such an Irish thing like oh it is yeah whatever and my doctor is so good and she was like I told you your liver was bleeding you can't see it but you still believe me yeah yeah do you know what I mean she's yeah. like, so why don't you believe me and I was like oh god and like my parents were hesitant about me as well because they just didn't know what was going to happen yeah so I went down med started to feel like myself was living my best fucking life for the eight weeks yeah. 
like as in I was going just in, when I say best of my life I was like shopping with my mom I was having days of rest yeah and uh, my self my brother's girlfriend just decided fuck we'll go to Manchester for 24 yeah. hours just small things and I finally living life basically I was living I wasn't going through it yeah and I just felt like I was coming back to myself yeah and then I started therapy at the time and I just really I built myself back up and then that's when I think my love for fashion really escalated. Yeah. I was starting to dress how I wanted and everything like that. You started to thrive. Yeah. And I'm, there was one stage I came off my medication. So I was like, oh, I've not fucking been on this thing. Oh, sweet cheese. Worst thing I've ever my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you can ask my best friend Lisa for that. Lisa be like, there was one time where I was like, we'll go to the cinema. Yeah. She went into the cinema. We ended up going to McDonald's. And yeah. I basically just had like a two hour like attack of been so erratic yeah she was like are you off those and i was like you're off the meds yeah i was like yeah well she was like yeah i think we need to go reevaluate this yeah it was the best thing i ever did like yeah. as in i realized i needed to i couldn't live without them yeah you know that and it's yeah. not that i'm dependent on them by any manner means but there's obviously Life is better with them there's obviously a chemical imbalance in my brain there somewhere yeah and this was helping them yeah so yeah that was kind of like really rock bottom for me like I, I i think i'm kind of like only like skimming it you know how like bad it, it kind of got but, but like we don't need to get into yeah. the dark and sticky yeah stuff. because that's not the but anybody anybody going through it right knows. now is going to know what we're referencing yeah yeah and yeah ever i've never like looked back from getting help at that moment in time ever like we all you always have your good days and your bad days and whatever and yeah but i've never like i've never regretted being so vulnerable and asking for help because it was the best thing I ever did yeah it saved your life like that's when I say to the girls and they laugh and I'm like I genuinely think like clothes and fashion saved my life absolutely yeah do you know absolutely they're like okay but like I genuinely think it is it represents so much more than just a material like oh my god it's it's like it's like curling to hurlers and you know like athletes and what their thing is it's it's something else to something else something else you know everyone has and I think it's I think I think men do struggle. I, women, if you're well, we love to talk. Is it? Yeah, but like women who are into clothes, and it's it's a part of self-expression. Understand exactly what you're talking about. When when you start medication, did it take you a long time to find one that suited you? Because I know a lot of people go through big trial and error phase. Um, no, because like I wasn't putting on an antidepressant. Yeah, I was put on like a mood regulator. Right, because one thing with me is my highs were so high and my lows were so low yeah i could never be like in between yeah so like you could say something to me and i'd either take absolutely no notice of it or i'd like overreact yeah you know that kind of way and it was so very stupid things like yeah. that's how you could identify that it was an issue yeah yeah or like if i thought if i was go- this is the only way i can describe it if the girls are like we're going out now on saturday and it's today's monday i would think of 400 ways before saturday to go out that i didn't have to go out yeah, I'd probably change my outfit 400 times. Yeah. I'd have maybe 55 cries. Yeah. I'd say I'm not going 400 more times. Yeah. I'd go out eventually by the skin of my teeth, but I'd be home an hour later. Right. Because I'd be like, no, can't do this. Can't go. I can't go. Oh, God, there's my phone. <laughs> Sorry if you heard that bang. <laughs> um, I'd be like, I can't go. Yeah. And that's just like a small, like a fickle isolation example. of example. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah no i was put on a medication i don't change my doses all right um i was my doses were upped when i came off to go back on yeah and yeah i'm very i'm one of the very touch wood hope my table is wood yeah <laughs> 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 um 
I am very lucky that it worked out. Yeah. Very like I'm I and I count my lucky stars every day that I am someone that it worked out for. Yeah. And I'm more and probably me now than I've ever been before. Thank God, that's fabulous. It's mad like. Yeah. It's mad. No, I don't know why it could be a complete placebo effect, who knows? But look, it's working. Whatever works works. Yeah, yeah. And you can't argue with that. Yeah. If you were if you were popping smarties and they were working for you, pop the smarties. smarties yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, I think there is such a stigmatism around it, like as in, oh gosh, you must have been like in a mental institution or whatever. No, like, it's not. It's yeah. so annoying. And actually, do you watch I'm a celebrity? No, I haven't watched it. I kind of been watching it this year, and Frankie Bridge was on it, and like right. she's talking about her mental health, and she actually openly spoke about like that she was institutionalized at twenty one by her current husband and everything like that, and it was just, oh my god, it was so amazing just hearing like prime national television yes. that it was just so openly spoken about. Yeah, because and not sugarcoated or anything yeah. like that. It was literally her just talking to someone inside in like the jungle or the yeah. castle or whatever it is. Opening up. Yeah, do you know? And it obviously happens to so many more people. Oh my God, there's a lot of people out there on medication afraid yeah. to talk about it, but yeah. they are. Yeah, it's like one in four people or something. Yeah. Mad. Yeah, you know, medication is like... It's one avenue. It's one avenue. It's There's no magic pill to solve any issue. You know what I mean? You, like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to speak as if I'm qualified in this topic. I'm not. But just from my like everyday conversational knowledge, there are people with medical imbalances in the brain. Mm. That's a fact. Oh, fact. Yeah. Fact. Absolutely. And it does help. Now mental health is a vast you know topic there's also diet exercise yeah. mindfulness therapy meditation the people you surround yourself with the yeah. environment you're in there's so many other ways you need to help yourself as well yeah but the, we just want to talk about medication because it's definitely one that's the, probably the most stigmatized yeah yeah and it's the one that helps people massively at the same time yeah and people are very skeptical of it like oh geez you become dependent oh they're not good like yeah there's people are very very wary and you know that's when you need to really trust your health providers and the people yeah. who are qualified they're educated like and yeah. educated do you know that kind of a way like i saw a dr alex from love island yeah put up a post about him doing and then i saw a few more other like um influential people yeah. put it up like about them and whatever yeah and saying that I didn't like identify them blah blah but I always get sometimes then like how is someone that struggles mentally so willing to put herself out in line or well I only put like uh, literally 4% of my life out in line yeah um, but I always have felt like it's the most creative people struggle the most because yes. they don't fit into what society's norm- normality is or normal absolutely but they're also the most interesting and the most influential yeah. people but that's why when you hear like I've, I've heard people going like oh not another like content creator saying i struggle with my mental health or whatever whereas yeah. it actually is the most creative people and the most people that put this facade out yeah. are the ones that are like struggling you know that kind of way. absolutely but also everyone struggles with their mental some more than others or some people could be struggling but they aren't self-aware enough to realize how yeah. much they're struggling yeah they kind of just potter on um and I think I know that we're called like the snow. My mother always calls us like the snowflake generation that everything's an issue. But actually, <laughs> she like they're like they're very much the like get on and deal with it type yeah. people. But actually, I'm but like, they're very much generation of let's brush under the carpet, let's yeah, forget about it. And they and and yeah, exactly. Whereas and one day they'll all erupt, erupt, or in ways they don't realize. But I think when you when you, I think a lot of our generation can identify those kind of toxic patterns. Yeah, and, and we they want just better don't want and more to, for yeah. ourselves. We expect more from ourselves. Yeah, but not. Like, that kind of way either like, but like talking about it isn't also complaining about it no. do you know what I mean 
because at the same time if you're talking about it and you're being about it you're going to therapy you're really putting in the work you're not just complaining about your life yeah do you know what i mean what's it saying a problem shared is a problem half exactly so if you talk about it enough it won't exist exactly and i think even without having massive issues to be your best self you have to address your inner work yeah so if you want i and i think you can see it anyone who's com- accomplished a lot and they're a very happy person all of them speak about mental health yeah all of them preach the same things yeah yeah, 100%. I don't think that's any coincidence. No, 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 not at all. What would you say to someone who's going through a similar thing that happened to you or somebody who's go on medication and afraid to talk about it, their friends, they're hiding it, yeah. they're really struggling with, with their struggles and sharing it and just to the people who might be in the same boat as you? I think you just have to like, it all stems back to like knowing your worth and finding your people because... If you have your people that you can trust, they won't judge you. Yeah. They're not going... If they love you enough, they're not going to judge you. Yeah. Like, my friends honestly couldn't give two rat's arses. Like, what? What yeah. would I be doing? they like, oh, another notion of this yeah. one. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. And they completely accept it. And that's just another part of me, like, in their yeah. mind. It's not anything else. Um, I do think... And, I, like, I just do think if it's something you're going through, you need to just, like, find you do need to just find your people and be open to them yeah. and if they prejudge you from being so honest and open to them they're not your people like they're not for you they're no value to you yeah they're no addition like they're they're no good yeah do you know people we all have flaws we all have ailments we all have everything like that like and your people should love you for who you are yeah. so like i think if you're going through this at the moment i'm not saying by any manner means i have any answers at all but i just know from my opinion when i was so honest with my friends and my family and everything like that that just kind of the problem just not disappeared but it didn't become a, a problem the was problem so wasn't heavy. the problem and it wasn't heavy yeah it was just a part of me like yeah do that kind of way. and you were accepted by them and that's a huge relief yeah now the more the more issue they have is like geez she's not going out with these ugly shoes again <laughs> do that kind of way yeah i have one friend hannah she's so funny she's gonna give me when i say this like i came out my balenciagas one day she was like me get those fucking shoes off. <laughs> oh, no. i was like go away she was like me get are them these off. the runners that everyone yeah. was wearing those yeah. ones i, don't I like love them <laughs> she was like get those clogs off you i was like oh no okay. i said why don't yeah. her but <laughs> don't tell her how much they cost <laughs> oh she looked it up she nearly had a stroke oh no stop no, that's worth it shoes. it's worth it yeah um, and then I suppose kind of coming off the back of that one, a good question is, if you are a friend of someone going through this, how can you help them from the other side? Um, just let them know you're there. Yeah. And like, let them know that you love them for them. Because if someone knows their love for who they, am, they are, they won't feel ashamed for opening up. Yes. Do you get me? They feel like you value them for who they are and what they believe and their differences. Yeah. You appreciate their differences. They don't, they'll feel so comfortable that no matter how different you are, yeah. I can still talk to you. Yeah. And that, I think, is so vitally important. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. No, absolutely. What are some of the stigmas or misunderstandings you wish people be more educated on? I know we've kind of touched on that, but in mental health in mental health it comes and medication in dif- i think it comes in like different shapes and sizes i know that's like sounds like it's come from clothes but like yeah it, mental health does come from is it comes in different forms and everything like that and stigmas is just like i think it's great strength and vulnerability yeah and like i think people need to break down the like oh man up thing you know that yeah. kind of way like oh if that's the case you feel like woman up you know that kind yeah. of way it's yeah. stupid like i do think you just people just need to be so much more open yes 
like and there's no shame in like being open yeah and i think that well the more people that open up about like struggles and and now it's not not, not all fucking rain but like rain and clouds there is some rainbows thrown in the middle yeah. you know, that kind of way yeah but i do think people the more people that open about it open up about it yes the more it's so normalized it's absolutely just like, it's like if you broke your arm yeah no make a big deal if you broke your arm no what if you just say you broke your brain yeah like exactly broke your brain broke your brain <laughs> you know what i mean bruise my brain there literally <laughs> i fell yeah it's true yeah. like we're taught skills for life education wise but yeah. we're not taught skills for life emotional emotional yeah. wise I, I do think we're in the generation who are like no we need to learn these skills yeah before it might have been uh, you know closed especially in ireland anyways these are things you would share in the family and whatever the nuclear yeah. family knew you'd help each other but you wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about it outside the house god, oh no. my god no yeah yeah you are perfect when you walked outside that door yeah yeah absolutely and you'd be mortified and you, oh you're gonna embarrass mm. your family talking about yeah. this and yeah like do you know what i mean whereas actually we can all learn from each other and and as people we are um humans are tribe people yeah we thrive in a community setting yeah we need to share our problems and that's how yeah. we learn and become better and i yeah. think especially the, like we are the age of we're the most connected but most isolated generation yeah. and and as well i suppose that's going back to the criticism of our generation for talking about mental health more but we are facing a whole bucket of issues that the old generation never even life was so much simpler for them um, and touching on that actually there's an amazing podcast it's actually it's a Joe Rogan one but it's with the people who made you know the social detox or oh yeah social, yeah that, do you remember that thing it was yeah. like ex Google and Facebook people yeah and they actually go into how all those systems are set up basically to make mental health worse is one of the outcomes and that's right. why Instagram now is moving back to chronological I'm so happy I know same but that's one of the things thank you G- and i know it's so fickle and none yeah. of us should be so proud but like you could even see from content creators who put hours and hours of we were all shared and yeah. we were like thanks sweet divine jesus no but literally yeah. because it's opening up to us that our work will be appreciated and seen and seen, and seen. because yeah. like i find even on instagram i see the same 10 people but like instagram literally pushes people into the worst parts of the or not instagram but social media on purpose is programmed to push people into the worst parts mm-hmm. because that's what gets the most engagement yeah so it's a very very toxic place so no wonder no wonder mental health about time is, yeah about time for the change but no wonder these things are such a prominent issue oh my god for yeah. young people yeah 100 like. percent. i'd hate to be like us included <laughs> oh my god us included but i'd hate to be i'd i not i know i shouldn't be saying that like but i i'm much i'm so glad i finished school when i did i know genuinely same before tiktok anyways like oh christ yeah all right everyone so i think we're going to finish up there we've covered a good few topics if this is a two-parter it might be <laughs> because we've covered a lot um it might be one parter or two parter we'll see but um yeah i hope you enjoyed our chat neve thanks a million for coming on i honestly appreciate it so much no bother i would not not support no thanks doing anything (laughs) like that i think it's amazing thanks darling um so yeah goodbye everyone thanks for listening thanks for listening and we'll chat to you later Bye. bye